founders. Welcome back to the Zero to 5,000 podcast, where we obsess over the convergence of human potential and business results. Today, our hosts, Drew McClure and Jordan Mitchell, have another insightful conversation for you. So let's jump right in. Okay, business builders, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Before we dive into today's episode, uh, a quick update on somewhat of the format of the podcast. We've had a blast in the first season uh, and the episodes this far, really, yeah, part of season one and uh, season two, uh, getting the background and more of the story-driven aspect of these founders that we are interviewing. It's been awesome. Uh, But one thing that we recognized is each of these founders kept talking more and more about the stress that they experienced being around the people uh, in their organization. And we found that to be true not only in our work as talent optimizers, but even in a report we're going to share with you here in a minute that interviewed 600 executives of companies and what they care about and think about. And so we've started to craft uh, some of the conversation just a little bit more in the direction around speaking directly to whether it's them, their ability and pra- best practices for leading themselves, but also around the strategies and practices of leading their people and a really rich and awesome conversation around that. So just be on the lookout for that. We're really excited about it. It's the conversations we've had so far uh, have really been rich and we've taken tons of notes and felt like it's just going to be um, even more valuable for you, for you as the listener uh, who is building their business to learn from these people and their best practices and how they think about it, leading their people and their, their, their organization and their culture. So that's a quick update. For today, what we want to talk about is just a part, a very small piece uh, of a report that has just come out around the, the state of talent optimization in companies. So basically, in October of 2009, the Predictive Index, which is a company we've partnered with, surveyed 600 executives across 20 industries to understand the relationship between talent optimization and company performance. And the data has has really been confirming of some uh, things that Jordan and I have seen and assumed in in many ways and enlightening uh, around areas that were question marks of what does cause stress to these executives what does matter most or matter least and uh, so today we thought we would just pick a few of the things that stuck out to us initially and have a conversation around it and then you guys can always go and download the report from us uh, to read it more fully Uh, it's pretty extensive uh, but they've done a really great job of pulling out the highlights so it's extensive in terms of the amount of data you get to see but really well packaged and that it makes a lot of sense really quick uh, so, Jordan, I'd love to just hear from you for a second, buddy. What are some of the things uh, that stuck out most to you when looking through that report? Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, asking. You know, quick thought even um, if somebody's like not sure what talent optimization is, just a quick like definition. The, the working definition for us is the alignment of talent strategies and business strategies. Um, so that's even just that main thought of like uh, there's many inefficiencies when it comes to the talent that's in your organization and the business strategy that you're trying to execute. And most people won't see those. They're just trying, you know, everybody's fighting like hell just to find a good person. And man, so many times we've, we've heard it's so hard to find good talent these days. 
and there's all of those issues, but there's an underlying issue between all of that is, is like, do I even have the right talent that aligns with my business strategy? And have it, have I even thought of that before? Or am I just trying to get really good people for their individual roles? Or have I actually, you know, am I playing chess or am I playing, playing checkers? Right. So just a, a thought there um, is helpful. A lot of the times, uh, one of the things that we even use when we're trying to explain to somebody is, is like, is like football. And so uh, in football, it's football season right now. We're both Clemson Tigers fans. So uh, it works for us. But the thought that you're at the 20 yard line and everybody's at the 20 yard line off of a touchback, they've got the football and, and they, they have a business strategy, right? Like everybody starts and they've got a strategy of how they want to go down the field and score a touchdown. And so our, our businesses are no different. We have some strategy with some desire to get some outcome, some result on the other end. And so on that other side where a touchdown is, that's business results. So we got a business strategy, business results. Everybody has that, but everything in the middle really is the players on the field making plays. That's right. And it's no different in, in your business. And, and we'll share some, uh, some statistics in just a moment that were really curious to me uh, and kind of uh, just had me, had me thinking about how we, how we might even be able to continue to help executives and teams. But from, from that, how do we actually go, go about like getting down the field? Well, we need to design a talent strategy that actually like makes sense with how we want to go down the field. You know, are we going to be a spread offense? Are we going to be like the, the ground and pound offense? Are we going to be the triple option offense? Like, are we going to just, you know, how are we going to get down that field? You know, uh, it's fun watching uh, Mike Leach be in the, in the SEC now because he's got his air raid offense. They're going to throw it like 3,000 times, four interceptions a game, and maybe they win, maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. But that's the talent strategy that he goes down the field with. Yeah. And then you have uh, other teams, you know, like Georgia Tech used to be, and like Navy and Army, they're going to play triple option. And, and that actually lends to their talent and what they have on the field and their ability to go down the field. Uh, and so, again, different things and different ways that people play the game, but that's all about designing a talent strategy. From there, you start thinking about how do I hire the right people? This is like, how do I make sure that I have the, the, the right people on the field? You realize you've got some gaps in some places. You know, we don't have the wide receivers that we need to, to execute. So in, in business, we might not have the right type of, of salesperson. We might have a person who's got a great sales background, but there's this technical aspect or this behavioral aspect to them that doesn't, that doesn't exist. And then just inspiring them. You know, the, the coach on the sideline in football is, is constantly trying to inspire his people, whether he's grabbing the face mask and chewing them out and bringing some, some tough, tough love, or if he's really, you know, he's clapping, he's high five and he's getting them, you know, hyped up. The same thing happens in our business with maybe not as extreme, but there's still humans on both sides of those things. We still actually have to be fully engaged when we show up to our, to our work. You know, happy people actually deliver the most uh, and best work. There's some, some compelling research to that now. It's like, you know what? Unhappy people don't really tend to do great work. And that's just, that's just the truth. So we have to actually inspire those people. <clears throat> A lot of people use the word motivate too when they're talking about this and motivation and, and inspiration are different. It's your job as a leader to inspire them. They got to bring their own motivation to work. Right. And that's, that's for the person to bring to work. So you're not trying to, to hire people who need to be motivated, but you do need to actually bring inspiration to the work. Can you give them a, a clear vision and compelling vision to get them to move forward? Can you inspire them with, with some goals and metrics that they can hit? Do you even understand how they're wired to actually tap into who they are, not just how you want to lead. All that has to go into the inspire component. And then it's all about diagnosing, you know, can, can you actually diagnose 
uh, whether you're succeeding or not. You know, football has a great feedback loop. Every three downs, you're either going to have to make a choice to, to go for it and you may or may not turn over the ball or you're going to punt. And it's got a feedback loop towards whether or not your offense is successfully moving down the field or not. And so the same thing happens in the talent uh, space. The, easily, uh, the easiest thing to, to measure is engagement and, and really just leaning into that. You know, if, if your company right now doesn't have a very you know, high quality employee engagement survey that's, you know, please go beyond your, your survey monkey surveys. Uh, if you've got a really you know, top-notch employee engagement survey, uh, that can give you incredible data towards diagnosing. And so that is really those four components is all about talent optimization, at least the model when we think about it. We're thinking about those four components and how do we make sure that that is aligned to the business strategy that gets you the business results. So uh, a bit of a mouthful there, but we love that football analogy and we love to, to teach companies to think in that manner. We think football is a pretty good sport to, to actually model the company off of because there are regular breaks where you're having meetings in between plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like in, in normal life, you have your, your weekly meeting, your leadership meeting, or your daily stand-up, and then everybody's got to go out and they have to start making the plays. Um, very, very similar. So I, I think plenty of sports don't connect too perfectly, and maybe sports analogies are overused. We, we joke about that a bunch. Uh, but in this case, I think it gives a good, a good depiction of what we're trying to go for. Love that. Yeah, it's been a great analogy for us even, uh, understanding our work with companies. But th- that, that idea of design, hire, inspire, and diagnose is something you just keep doing again and again uh, and optimizing to where you figure out your system, you figure out the right players that fit that system, you call the right plays, you make sure they show up. Like when we talked about the inspire piece, you've all seen a team where they would describe as they showed up flat. And it's like, okay, they had the same strategy, the same players, you know, the same X's and O's, but what was the difference in that game? Well, they showed up flat. You know, it was like they weren't fully there. They, were, they maybe didn't take that team seriously or they were, they were distracted or whatever, and it affected the outcome of the game. And yeah. that's, that's the same thing with people when our people show up flat. Like they've lost vision for what we're doing, and it's just another Monday. It's just another Tuesday uh, versus here's the task at hand. I am excited to, to you know, solve a challenge, to get the result we're all going for. You just end up getting the spectacular results that you know is possible. Yeah. Um, so what would you say were a few of the statistics that popped off the page to you when reading through the report? Yeah, the, the first one is not – I'm not necessarily uh, sure if it, like, completely surprised me, but it was cool to have the data, and it was – the fact that 64% of companies' total cost is, is spent on labor. Mm. And I thought that was great. So again, out of these, these 600 executives, they're saying, hey, 64% of our, our costs of our business are labor costs. And again, it didn't, didn't surprise me. There are some, uh, some businesses that, that have way different margins than that and their costs are, are in different spaces. But the, just the fact that, hey, for the mass majority of them, 64% is spent on labor. To me, that was just a yeah. curious thing of like, all right, and like, so what, you know? So, so what are we going to do about this? That, that certainly sparked my interest and had me keep, keep reading. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, just right off of that statistic, if you were to think about your own personal budget, right, and you had one line item in a sense or one subject that was two-thirds of your budget, you would be looking at it closely and you'd be thinking like, <laughs> Like, are we making the most of this because I'm spending two thirds of my budget 
on this thing? Is it optimized? Is it, is it wasting money? Is it making money? Like it, it is the largest percentage of my capital. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, that, that to me is, is really striking. Which is, is interesting because in the same light, this fits really well with um, the, the data kind of following that is 70, 72% of the executives attribute the company's value to their people. And so, you know, it's, it's their best, it's, it's their best asset. They know it's their people and it's the most expensive one as well. But that really lines up well with the people that we're, we've been interviewing. Um, we care about the people conversation and, and like you kind of already alluded, alluded to, we're going to get into even just try to try to fit more questions in during our podcast time, more on the people element, because we're finding that that's um, something where all of these executives are talking a ton about. Yeah. And it really fits with this statistic to go, Oh, you know what, you know why they're talking so much about it is because it makes up 64% of their costs. And because it's 72% of the value that they believe is, is kind of being driven in their company. That's why they're talking so much about it and how to drive that business forward, which is why we want to have that conversation too. Um, because it's, it's easy for this conversation to get stuck in some HR hole that, um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty bad hole. We don't want to go in that hole. Uh, you know, that's, that's just this whole world that kind of gets tucked away. But the, the truth is actually these executives care a ton about it. And, and that's something that we, we care about too, is we actually believe that that business strategy coming to fruition and, and scoring a touchdown is really, really important on the efficiency gain, that talent optimization happening <clears throat> between those stats. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's also 60, it, the, the report also talked about that executives are spending 61% of their time just on solving people problems. So we've got, 60 something percent of their resources are going towards people 70 something percent of their uh, valuation of their company is around people and 61 percent of their time as an executive is going is being spent on solving people problems right so it's like that is pretty compelling a why they are thinking so much about this why you as a business builder should or likely already are realizing how important not just the product is not just the marketing, not just the, you know, the strategy that we have of going to market or our place in the market. It's like all those, yes, it's like, that's the 20 yard line, right? Like we got to get that right for sure. But then what takes you to the touchdown, everyone's realizing is the people, the people yeah. that I hired, you know, was it a good hire, bad hire? That's a big deal. You know, is the culture <laughs> healthy and strong or is it weak and cancerous? Like that's going to affect things. And, and so, um, yeah, yeah, maybe just speak a little bit to, to some of those statistics, Jordan, and what we're seeing. Yeah. So you got 64% uh, of their resources going towards like financial capital is being spent. And then their most precious asset in their lives is their time. And 61% of that for the executive is, is going towards people issues and solving those people issues, which I think is, is just fascinating. And so again, out of the 600 that were, um, you know, I guess interviewed or assessed or surveyed uh, 200 were, were CEOs. And so, the other ones were 400 people on, on the executive team and on that leadership team. But still, my, my hunch is, is, you know, those, those CEOs still are spending a ton of time on their people issues, on those, on those people problems. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the interesting thing is, is you, and the report is, uh, it's not really biased, but they're trying to make a point around talent optimization. That's the, the whole thing is the state of talent optimization. Companies that spent time on talent optimization practices, their, their executives spent 
almost 20% less time on the people issues. They spent about 42% of their time mm. on, on people issues, which to me is fascinating. You get the, the best gift that I could give anybody is just more, more efficiency in their life. I have to spend less time on this task. You go, we all know that it's really important. 70, 72% of our company's value is coming from the people side of things. Right. So if you can still get that 72% of value in less time, you win. That's, that's talent optimization, right? That's, that's efficiency gaining. And so one of those is having the, the right executive team in place to execute the business strategy. And I don't think I'll hit all of them. Again, somebody can download the report. I'm sure we'll, we'll have a way to, to get this report off after the podcast if, if people want to download it for themselves and read through. But having the right executive team in place to execute the business strategy, to me, I found this fascinating for, uh, from our anecdotal experience because of like, of course we agree with this and other people are like, yeah, that's, that's the right thing. You know, you got Jim Collins who's been, you know, creates the business Bible with, with good to great. And he's saying, you know, you got to get the right, right people in the right seats. You got to get the right people on the bus using that analogy. And people still use that to this day. And, and we use that. We, we love that. But oddly enough, our experience was uh, when we were sitting down with a, uh, uh, a private equity firm uh, in Atlanta that is uh, is connected with with us. They said, "Hey, when when they're acquiring one of these kind of fast growing companies, that likely there's a high likelihood, about a 25% chance that they're going to have to change out one of the executives. They're going to 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 get to the next level of growth. Yep. One of the executives isn't isn't actually the right one." And I think that can be a very uh, vulnerable, exposing thing. And you go, well, no, my people, you know, there, there hasn't been a founder we've interviewed yet who hasn't been very protective and, and has a high level of belief for their people. And I think that is, is you have to have that to, to inspire your people. Right. You know, we talk about it as coaches too. Like our primary thing before taking on the client is, do we believe that this person can get the things that they're saying they want to get through coaching with us? And so we have to believe in them. And the, and the same is true for any leader. You have to believe in your people, but having the right executive team in place to execute the business strategy is, strategy is huge. Yes. And, and actually working through that, you know, that's some of the things that we've been able to tap into with, with some of the software that we're now leveraging and, and the data analytics or the behavioral data analytics is being able to actually plot strategies and plot teams and see if they're in alignment, which is, is really fascinating to, to us. But that to me was, was a really fascinating practice that said, you know, most likely, you know, on our anecdotal side, hey, there's a 25% chance somebody right now is not in the right seat or you haven't clarified something and we need to shift some things around. I know the, uh, with through some of the other work that we do in terms of helping organizations kind of structure and, and operate, oftentimes one of their three major functions, if not all of uh, if not, you know, two of them are, are really struggling. So, you know, you've got your sales function, you've got your operational function, you've got your finance function. Those are the, the big three. Man, I, I'd say with all the companies we've worked with, when we ask that question, like weak or strong, rarely does somebody just come across the board and go, you know, the way we get dollars in is, is strong. The way that we, we treat people and, and really treat our customers, that's strong and our finance is strong. Like that's all strong. It's like, right. you know, most times they have something that's, that's weak. And it's not actually a person that's weak. They're actually, they're going, Hey, this function is, is just, is just weak. And so we have to think about it on the people side. Maybe it's the executive team side of things, but it could be just the misalignment of our strategy that, Hey, our strategy and our people has made us uh, has kind of made us focus on just being really, you know, operationally excellent 
and good at making sure that we're accounting because we're, we're really good at the details. But then you're like, we're not very good at sales and marketing. Like we're not good at business development. That happens all the time. And then you have the other way around too. We, I think, you know, we've interviewed a ton of founders. We don't know their financial situations, but we do laugh a bunch with them that they're not detail oriented people. Right. And so visionary always, driven. Yeah, they're visionary driven. And so they're always celebrating that COO, you know, <laughs> that they found who was good at the details, who could take care of, of that thing. Um, and I think it's just fascinating the build out of, of teams, but the fact that actually for you as an executive, that 20% of your time, like if, if I said to you, Hey, 20% of your time is on the line. Would you want to go get 20% of your time back? Would that be an interesting conversation to you? They're all saying yes. Mm. Cause we've had so many conversations around delegation, so many conversations around how do they do it? We want to, we want to figure those things out for them because uh, control and giving up control is, is huge so they can continue to scale. And this is a place that most people, uh, I think, aren't, aren't taking advantage of um, that they, they could. They could actually spend, you know, a third less time um, on, on, the, on the time spent solving people issues. So, yeah. Oh, love that, man. Uh, and we are going to wrap up this episode here. Uh, just insight into us. The reason why is because both of us have coaching calls that we have to have to jump into right now. Yes. Uh, but it's just fun for the listener to know, like, what context is this in our life? Like, we are full-time uh, coaches for fast-growing organizations, and we do this podcast uh, in the midst of that, in the midst of a full calendar and carve out space for interviews and stuff like this. But that's why we're so interested is because this is the conversation we're having every day. So if you want to check out more, uh, we will make it a available. I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes, how you can download this report. And then we'd love to, to, to talk to you about it. What stuck out to you? What questions do you have that come from that report? What would you like to hear from these guests? Like, please feel free to reach out to us and to let us know maybe even about your business and its needs. Uh, Cause we want to make sure that this podcast is really speaking to you and helping you build the company that's in your heart that you see existing in this future. Uh, so guys, as always, thanks for listening and uh, go be brilliant this week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Founders, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and hop into our monthly founder email so we can ensure you stay on the edge of peak performance and massive business results.